and I'm going to hit record. You take it away whenever you want. Uh, okay, so welcome to Moot, the podcast where mistakes are guaranteed and our point is Moot. I'm Joe, and I didn't even read that one. I just did it from memory, bitch. And of course, I'm here with Jeremy, my co-host. Yo. And today we are going to be discussing, buying some time, thinking what is it we're discussing today. Memory! We're discussing memory. I didn't remember, I promise you. (laughs) Oh, see, 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 we're discussing memory. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, it's thematic. I did all of that on purpose, by the way. I, I, I have a piece of paper with all the information in front of me. I wanted just to show what a person with a shit memory might sound like trying to buy time and, you know, sell themselves as less of a shit person. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so we're going to discuss memory today. And, um, oh, you know what I remember? What's that? My grandfather. No. Well, yeah, him too, but my great-grandfather. I remember very little about this man, and I learned something new about him today. Something I've heard several times, but it's never been registered with me until today. He was... um, He was a gypsy. He was a gypsy? He was a gypsy. Uh, (laughs) It's a strange strange thing, because I... I remember so little about this guy. I barely remember his face. I mostly remember his fucking knee because the only like interaction I really had with this guy was when I would sit on his knee and he would like like do the thing where you bum- bounce your knee, like act as if it's a horse, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's all I remember from him, basically. I remember my great-grandmother much more because she would like... <laughs> I was her favorite. She had like dozens of like grandchildren and great grandchildren, right? Yeah. But I was her favorite, which, you know, I was a shit kid. So I had, there was a lot of reasons for people to get angry at me when I was a kid. But <laughs> no, 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 not, not if she was nearby because she was the matriarch of the family, you know, and she always had my back, even when I didn't deserve it. Like, I remember my mom yelled at me for something that you probably had a very fucking good reason for. Uh, and she came running after me when I just ran out of the house to hide with the goats, right? Yeah. She came running after me with a tray of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and on her deathbed, right? When she was in like the hospital and she was like getting a little dement. Yeah. She was just like, talking about how awesome I was and how wonderful and what a beautiful boy and so smart and everything, right? I wasn't even there. Like, my mom said it was super embarrassing because, like, her cousins and shit like that was sitting around there too, and they all had fucking children as well. And they weren't being mentioned at all by her. (laughs) (laughs) So my mom was like, yeah, well, you know, her her children are nice too. You know, she was, like, trying to get the, the fucking, change the fucking topic, right? Yeah. Uh, God, I miss her. But yeah, so I learned today from my mom that my great grandfather was a tater, as we call them here. Okay. Like a traveling gypsy, you know, like a Romani, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, and I was reading a bit about them now before the podcast because it's an interesting thing is that we didn't really have these kind of people 
on the western side of Norway. They were common on the eastern side and up in the north. Um, because they mostly came through Sweden. But not on the western side, in the southern side of Norway, the, co- the, the big coast areas. Okay. This, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just because Norwegians had a bit of an issue with these people, like forced sterilization and shit like that, suppression of culture, etc. Um, and uh, yeah, they, 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 yeah. Norway was doing that for a long time, um, and uh, but there there was some tribes of them along the western and the southern one, like travelers, right? Okay. And they were they were they were set separated as a different kind of Romani, like a different kind of gypsy. Were called skeira, which translates as jokers. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> yeah. this is interesting. That's really cool. I do like to make people laugh. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah no but it was it was interesting to think about because the nazis had a big problem with these people too yes like that's that's part of the people they considered to be you know like the jews they didn't like them you know they were like subhuman they were the wrong kind of white um and that's interesting because this gives me even more of a reason not to care for nazis because <laughs> With my genealogy, I would have been in one of those camps too. <laughs> Gypsies are often like, I mean, throughout history, they've been persecuted pretty regularly because they're always they're treated like immigrants because they they're mobile because well, they are, you know. <laughs> well, they are they, they're yeah. traveling immigrants, and immigrants never do well in a society when the society's not doing well. Yeah, in general, you just. You never want to be a small group. You know, you never really want to be a small group. You want to be a small group when people are tolerant and it's a benefit to be a small group. Now, I would say it's pretty fun to be in a small group. Um, but the second shift hits the fan, you really don't want to, you don't want to stand out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because then suddenly people start to looking for someone to blame and they're always going to pick the one that's a little different because that's not them. And, and once the atrocities get widespread, I mean, yeah, <laughs> no it goes bad, then. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot can be yeah. done in a very short amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But yeah. So, I, I, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's an interesting thing about memory. Uh, you know, let's learn about Joe. Uh, no, but it's an uh, interesting thing about memory is that I've heard that he's a gypsy. I've heard many, like many fucking members of my family are gypsies, and I've heard this. Now I remember hearing this like fucking dozens of times throughout my life. Never actually registered it before today. Never actually realized. Oh, oh yeah, that's what they've been saying. Oh, have you ever felt that? Like you remember hearing something a million times, but yeah. you, but you still, it's as if you, you heard it. You know you heard it because you remember hearing it. You remember where you were when you heard it. But you still didn't like absorb the information. Like you're aware. It's like like you got the plate of food in front of you. You smelled it. You saw it. You had it. You still have it. But you still, you you never fucking bit into it. You didn't even realize it was like, you didn't even think about it. It's like your food got to the table. You keep, you're still in the conversation. 
you're not even fucking realizing you have food in front of you, even though you just said, oh, thank you so much to the waiter, you know? Are you talking about memories and forming anticipation, or do you mean more like fake memories that you've created in your head that you now think are real? No, no. I mean, both cases we can discuss, but I'm thinking about things that you know are real, but you never thought about them. Mm. You know, like you never absorbed the information properly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Driving is a big one because I will drive. Like I have to (laughs) actually bring my kids to and from school has gotten more complicated because they're in two different schools and their start times are different. So a good amount of the day is spent getting them to and from home and uh, or wherever else they're going after school. Um, Jesus. That's a lot of work. Well, see the thing is though I, I, I never remember it. i'll drive and i'll find myself in the parking lot saying bye to paul and i'll remember the conversation we had but i don't remember stopping at red lights i don't remember being behind people or putting blinkers on but i'm doing all those things like i it's happening but i just I trust you i feel like if you didn't stop at the red lights paul might tell you he would yeah, yeah. And, and, and they're good about saying, like, both both hands on the wheel dad you know yeah but that's that's an that's an activity I notice. Or making dinner, making dinner can be very automatic, and that, and that's usually because I'm either like listening to podcasts or I have the radio on. Um, like you're there, but you zone out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But so, you're still like you're still you're still talking to your kid and everything. You know, you're absorbing all that information too. That I tend to remember pretty well. I, I remember interactions with the kids pretty well. I, I make an effort to learn them and sometimes I write them down so I can remember them later. Just like make a list. You know, you don't have to this like this one is Paul. This one is <laughs> Oh yeah. So I mean sort of like I just keep bullet points. Important to have these notes. It is because I think that it the way I look at it is like if I'm walking through like my brain, very sort of <laughs> you know. That sort of thing they always did in cartoons where you're walking through somebody's head and you you see memories whatever and for me a lot of those memories are locked behind doors but without any way to tether myself to that memory i i can't find the door like just a wall just becomes a wall so for me instead of i used to keep like a journal but journals are a pain in the butt and they're nobody's ever going to read them that's that's not the point of them and i just get bored but it's nice sometimes to remember memories of kids or, you know, family stuff. So I'll write in like bullet points, what I did for a day on like a nice Christmas. Oh, nice. And because yeah, you spend a day with the kids, you know, and it's nice to kind of like revisit those memories later. Yeah. You just put down, like, haggard. you put down like 10 to 15 bullet points of what happened during the day. <clears throat> and it's like leaving a door in that memory. Like now I have, when I read, when I read those notes, I don't need to leave a lot of notes for me to remember most of the day. Yeah, it's like uh, an actor. You you need a cue, you know. Yeah. You just need something to trigger the memory. Yeah, but when it comes to other holidays that I've had, other Christmases and Easter's and whatever, and special moments with the kids, like I remember the first time they walked. But there's a lot of memories I don't remember yeah. that I probably would have liked to, just because I didn't write it down without without having some sort of door. I can't access it. It's there. And if, if Sarah brings it up, I'll remember it. You know, if somebody else mentions it, I'll be like, oh yeah, that was the thing that happened. 
and it's yeah, there. It's in your head. It's so weird that it's in your head, but you don't know how to get to it. Yeah, it's like it's like behind like a glass wall. It's like you know it's there, but it's like, how am I going to get to this? I need a key. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the when we're talking is- about the when we're talking about the thing with the memory and kids and knowing about their lives and shit. Do you think women have, on average, a better memory than men? Because I kind of feel like they do. I feel like women remember shit more clearly. And obviously, it's the whole thing where, like, um, a a mom will always know, like, the names of all of her kids as friends and shits, you know? And um, uh, a dad might not. But that could also be that, you know, maybe it's a matter of interest that like moms care more about their kids and dads are more like kind of blase about the whole thing. And unless it's a, unless it's an emergency. Uh, and then, but I feel like in general, uh, you know, if, if you ever, if you ever need to find something, you know, you can ask a woman, she will know. I, you know what I mean? I do. I think I have to, not, not really. I, I have two, two kind of ideas about that. One, I think that the stress, the sources of stress that women have in their lives versus men are very different. And two, I think that both men and women have certain cultural expectations that make them memorize those things. And they just, they, they're just good at it. It's like, so sports versus going shopping the two classic like male female examples if i say i watch basketball i don't really try that hard i like watching a few games a year i watch like maybe five to ten and i don't really know many of the players even though i've been watching for like 10 15 years i don't know anybody's stats and when i walk into a room and people are talking sports i can be like oh yeah i saw that game and it was cool. Like, I don't really have anything to contribute because I don't really know enough about basketball or sports in general to contribute heavily. But I notice that in order to prove that you do know a lot about it, you have to know the stats. And I think that since women are kind of shunted into this like caretaker role frequently, that the types of things they need to remember are like names, dates, addresses, what we're doing when what we need to fill the fridge with. And the reason I kind of think that is because I am much more the caretaker. Like Sarah works out of the house. I work from home. I tend to watch the kids because I have a little more patience for them. And, you know, when Sarah was home, most of the time she hated it. And so do you like know the names of all your kids' friends and stuff like to a greater degree than Sarah? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. I know kind of like what instruments their friends are playing, what video games they like, uh, what sports they play, uh, the best time to reach them so I can make sure that my phone's available for Evelyn or whatever. Um, yeah, and, and it, it was it happened when, so Sarah watched Evelyn primarily until Evelyn was like four or so, and Paul was like a year old. Then we switched and I started working from home and she went from part-time to full-time. And when that happened, suddenly 
like I became the person that ants would call if they wanted to like see the kids. Yeah, I see. I became the person that knew what was in the fridge and what was in the cabinets. I became the person that, and you know, she started handling bills and stuff. She started like handling the money part because I hated that. I was like, and she didn't mind it as much. So we switched. I sw- gave that to her, and now I don't really understand our income. <laughs> like I check it out every now and then if I, you know, and if I'm going to make a big purchase, I make sure I like review how much money we have. And I talk it over with Sarah, but on a day-to-day basis, she knows way more about that than I do. And I think that a lot of memory and the types of things you're expected to know defines the things that you learn. And I don't think it's so much that like women are better at that stuff. I just think it's that they're more often expected to know those things. And when you go, Hey, what are we doing Sunday? Can I like go golfing? They're like, no. Because we have that thing with my mom. Uh, so you think you think it has more to do with like, like, basically, your, yeah, yeah, like your in, interests. So like, if you're working with your kids, then you remember your kids. So it doesn't really matter if you're a guy or a girl. Yeah, it's just it's just how much time you spend invested in the things that you're like doing every day. Yeah, it like, makes sense because I can remember a lot of like random Warhammer shit. Yeah, yeah. and there there's there are stressors too in in our lives like women i think one of the reasons and this is kind of like a little tinfoil hatty but i think one of the reasons that women might be a little better about shopping is because men don't have periods and if i like i don't have to make sure that i have something oh, that can, like ruin i don't think that's tinfoil at all actually i think that's completely fucking reasonable if you're a woman you have to plan your life way more than if you're a man Yes, like you got you got to think about when is your period. You got to think about this shit. You got to think about also just sanitation. You know, like if you're a woman, you can't sit on like cold surfaces and shit like that. A man, you can just sit down on any fucking rock. Yeah, if you're a woman, you sit on a cold surface and you get like a fucking UTI or a bladder infection or some random shit. Right, women are crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy to me that like women have all of these problems just like biologically built in but, some, but what the hell did, just, what the hell did we do before some of before them we had like shit like running water and stuff like what the hell did we do then well i don't know um i do have an answer to that question but i do want to i do want to point out that like some of these things are, are cultural things that we force like just not making pockets for women's clothes creates a logistical issue now you have to have a purse yeah but i i don't I don't I don't know about the pocket thing. Like who are who who can we blame for that basically? Uh well clothing manufacturers because because Yeah, but the thing the thing about clothing manufacturers is that they're not they're they're not making stuff with like an agenda, you know, like oh we're gonna make people wear these things. They're they're just making what people will buy, you know. Like at some point, isn't it just like if women don't, if women want pockets, don't just stop buying shit that don't have pockets. And then you say like, well, do you don't have options? Yeah, of course they do. Of course, yeah, there's always options. Just buy from one of those options. If the pockets matter, then you know they will add pockets. But I, the pockets are often in the way of certain things, like the shape of certain clothes. They can make a like if you have like really tight jeans, you could put pockets in there, but those pockets will always create like this little, little lump there. And yeah. then people buy the pocketless ones instead because that doesn't have that lump, so it looks nicer. You know, it's 
I, I don't think the I don't think the pocket thing is like some great injustice that has to be corrected through demonstrations or anything. I think that is just like just buy the fucking ones with pockets, then you know, vote with your wallet, that kind of thing. No, I don't think it's a it's an injustice. I think it's a symptom though. And I do think I, I think it's more... a, but I, I, I don't think it's a symptom of women being treated like shit. I think it's no. a symptom of women no, buying that's... shit they shouldn't buy. That wasn't my point. That was not. This is what I'm thinking because I've heard this pocket thing so many times. It's super annoying. Well, okay, but then (laughs) let me explain (laughs) my point. Then the point of it was, is that it's it's true too, though. It is true too, though. It sucks. It is true, and I don't want to blame just the clothing manufacturers. There there are cultural norms that women are expected to adhere to, like makeup and stuff that men don't. Yeah, but it's not just like when you say expected to. It sounds like they're being forced into it. I mean, no, 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 you, can, you can absolutely, you can absolutely just do whatever you want. Like the makeup thing, the makeup thing, actually, there's a no. certain thing about the makeup thing. There's a certain thing about the makeup thing. I'm going to correct there. Like certain jobs will have like a demand that you have to wear makeup, like as a part of the uniform. That's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. That's a cultural thing that they're being subjected to. Exactly. So. That, that that was going to be my point is that if you walk into a job interview and you're not wearing makeup that most women would not feel comfortable doing that and there no. are cultural expectations from everything that like a mag from every magazine you hold to like messaging that like women get whether it's fair or not you know just being told to smile all the time like those types of pressures they may be small and each one of them might be something you could shrug off and, and they learn to, you know, you, you, they yeah, you could shrug it off, but if someone says it every fucking day, you know, it's at some point, right. You, you, you know, you, you are what people say you are. So if people call you stupid every day, you are stupid. You're going to become stupid because of that. It's going to make you feel like shit. It's going to make you feel stupid. And that's going to make you stupid basically. Well, and so you have if people like throw just repeated like amounts of shit that you throw up like your week, that shit's gonna that's gonna affect you no matter how small it is. Exactly, that goes like, back to people my just point. went up to you and said, "Oh, you have puffy eyes today." Like, "Oh, are you tired? Are you feeling a little tired?" Because normally they see you with the mascara, so you look all alert and shit, and now you just look like a human, you know. And then it's like, "Oh, honey, are you tired?" Oh, yeah. Do you need a coffee? You know. It's like it's it's well meaning and it's nice and everything like that, but right. it's like I'm not I'm not tired. No, no, I had a really nice sleep. I had breakfast. I've already, no, I've had coffee. You know, it's like oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, you just looked a little tired. It's like okay, something's wrong with my appearance. I need to fix this, otherwise people think I'm sick. And then suddenly you gotta go out and buy makeup, right? And that's like that's in a situation where you're not made to even wear makeup. That's just like socially made to wear makeup. And there's not even a pressure. It's just you feel it. Right. That, yeah. that no one is pressuring point. you to it, but you feel like, ah, okay, I don't want to look like shit. So I got to do something about this. Exactly. That was my point was that the stress that women feel is different. And whether or not they're for, like, they're no, nobody's forcing you to wear makeup or have a purse or wear jeans without pockets. Or well, whatever. the purse, no one is forcing them for that. The purse but, is not something, purse is not like, oh, I have to wear a purse because of society. No, the purse is because, you know, I got to carry makeup, tampons, all this garbage. Exactly. You know? and so that th- this, this is all goes back to 
what I was trying to say. Yeah, my birth control pills because it's got to be taken at the same hour every day. So I yes. can't like, if, what if I'm not home and I don't have it? Women but are that's always responsible like, for the contraceptives. They're expected to carry condoms or you know, men are supposed to, but you know, they're supposed to have birth control that they take every day at the same time, which I would never be able to do. Well, here's the thing though. Those birth control pills, we can't like demonize them because a lot of people take birth control pills has nothing to do with reproduction. Like at least two of my exes took birth control pills because it helped with like, uh, like acne. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, or, or because it helps uh, with uh, anxiety or something. There's, there's a whole fucking like there's no wonder women go to the doctor more often because their bodies are way more advanced it's a whole lot of shit going on there yeah so anyway this all goes back to me saying like hey they just have more shit to worry about and so i think that when you have i am gonna stop interrupting you talk (laughs) (laughs) as you say when you have that much to worry about then going to the store becomes more pressing because there are a lot of extra ways that women will find themselves needing something that they don't have. Whereas like me personally, I just have to make sure that my clothes are clean. I really, I really don't have to do, and food, I buy food to feed the kids. That's important. Yeah. No, but I do think maybe women have better memories from like just the get go. Uh, I'm basing that on very little. I haven't read much science about it. I'm just, it's just like, you know, like high thoughts combined with like this this one thing this one line from that show new girl okay where where you know, like the character i forget the character's name zoe zoe deschanel you know she like says okay we'll go pick some shit because they're doing like thanksgiving in a fucking forest for god knows what reason uh and uh she's going to go out and like pick some berries because you know obviously they don't have enough thanksgiving food because they have to scavenge it uh and she's like going on about how women are like they they were the gatherers because they had better memories so they could remember where to find the good berries and shit (laughs) and it was like i thought about that and i was like you know what from what i've read about hunter-gatherer society that's basically what it was like men was hunting and women were gathering and I've also heard that the gathering thing with women might be why women have a better vision of color in general, because you gotta like if you if you just like want to hunt a thing, you need just kind of like to have like really good depth perception. You just need to focus, right? Special awareness. But if you want to actually find something, you know, something that you're not hunting, you're finding something. Yeah. Then having like a good like I don't know what to call it like supervision supervision like supervisory vision like oversight in Norwegian like you can look over an area and kind of like just tell what's in there. Yeah, that's like I know that's the thing women are better at because I've read about that. That's why uh, there's a I can't, I can't translate it well, but it's it's basically a thing. Took to manleting and dominating. You know, uh, in in Norwegian, like if you if someone tells you to look for something, you know, yeah, like at your job or something, like can you get something from the back? Then you come back and it's like I couldn't find it. And then the boss might ask you, like, did you look like a man or did you look like a woman? You know, yeah, because if you if you look like a man, then you just kind of glance over and like oh, I didn't see shit. I go back. If you look like a woman, that means you had a proper look. You know, it's like a Norwegian expression, like look like a woman. As in, view things like a woman. Yeah. 
to try and spot shit. And like, obviously the Zoe Deschanel memory thing, it might've just been a joke by the writers or something, you know, but from what I know about the whole, there, there are certain things with women and fucking gathering and hunter gatherer societies. Maybe the memory is a thing too, because that makes sense to me. I mean, it's literally, I based it on nothing but the fact that it makes sense to me. Well, but I don't know. Would you, what do you think? Would you like to be completely validated in every possible way? Oh, yeah. I always like that. <laughs> well, so, interesting. I've never seen, I've never seen that show, but... Uh, it's, it's funny I've, in a way that's different from other shows. Okay. I, I wouldn't call it brilliant, because it isn't, <laughs> but... You'll enjoy it, I feel. It has some it has a fun way of doing dialogue. And the the guy who plays um uh the Jewish guy. He plays uh Schmidt. He is just the best. So hilarious. I fucking love this guy. Nice. Like if oh. I could blend this guy into a smoothie, I'd be drinking all the way. <laughs> uh i found so i was looking around while you were while you were talking and i was listening but i was also trying to see if there was any it's sound. okay if you weren't listening i'm barely listening <laughs> welcome to the podcast guys uh, <laughs> we're just, <laughs> we're just we're doing? <laughs> um no so the the role of sex and memory function considerations and recommendations in the context of exercise published by the journal of clinical medicine um it goes into uh so in general females outperform males on autobiographical memory particularly with high retrieval support via verbal probing random word recall story recall auditory episodic memory semantic memory and face facial recognition tasks um women tend to outperform men in both long-term memories like the number of memories they can recall and retrieval of those memories like how easily they can bring them back um the one thing that they noted is that women's deterioration due to, due to dementia isn't faster than men's. It tends to degrade a lot faster. And oh, damn. Um, by about the age, you know, of 60 or so, that the, the, the differences between men and women tend to be starting to level out. Um, but yeah, oh, I think. I mean, that's a that's a harsh example of the brightest candles burn the fastest, right? Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, and there are a whole bunch of there are a few different uh, medical journals that seem that also seem to have similar uh, results, and then there are of course like the lesser articles by like medicalnewstoday.com that are. Yeah, it sounds like a sounds like an ad. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like an ad a place full of ads can well, you distinguish the website from just an ad now there's too many ads yeah that's that's a thing um which john oliver did a thing about that about native advertising like putting it out on the wild so it looks like a legitimate opinion but it's really just some hawked paid for thing speaking of ads you know what all right. Yeah. Today we are selling the STD relocator with a buzz and a zap. You could relocate your STDs onto any object. You can give your TV remote crabs, a stuffed animal herpes, or your bathroom mat gonorrhea. 
With the new and improved STD Relocator 3001, you can teleport your STDs long distance. Get back at your work rival for stealing their lunch by using our advanced kinetics technology to give them HPV. The STD Relocator, it's probably a war crime. Buy it now before it's outlawed. <laughs> it's probably a war crime. End of fucking ad. Oh, at least it's honest advertising, right? They're getting bold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't most stuffed animals have herpes, though? Ooh, I hope not. That'd be horrible. I saw on Adam Marin's everything, he said something about like 60% of everyone under the age of 50 have like herpes. Oh, that includes like canker sores and stuff, though. That That's. Yeah, like- Canker sores, they are basically just herpes, I think. Yeah, they are. From what I read, canker sores are just herpes, but people call them something different because, you know, like if you have herpes on your lip, it's it's a canker sore. It's just canker sore. It's a little bad. I thought canker so sores a, were like... They're a form of herpes, but I thought they were like a different kind. No, they're the same. It's the same. It's just like uh, the symptoms can vary like in intensity. And that's based on stress too, since we were talking about stress earlier. Yeah. That's the whole thing. So like if you see someone has like a really bad canker sore, it's just a stressed out guy with herpes. <laughs> then, I, then I won't kiss him. <laughs> Probably don't kiss him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you don't know where he's been. <laughs> no one first, okay? Also, catch him on a less stressy day, maybe. Well, with the STD relocator, I won't have to worry about it. That's true. You'll find it on a stuffed animals. Oh, you found it there before, too, but now there's one extra. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> uh, so gross. But hey, hey, hey. We are not disparaging herpes. We are herpes positive. Well, no, especially... At least that's what the doctor said. Our, our, popular, our listeners have herpes, apparently. <laughs> Well, yeah, so we should be very careful what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't want them to come kiss us. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm... <laughs> kidding. Joe wants to be kissed. I want to be kissed. Please, please, someone, someone, anyone, just just love me. <laughs> um, so here, here's an interesting thing about memory. Allegedly, you're, you're supposed to start being able to form memories at 20 weeks while you're still in the womb. Which, oh no! Which is where womb fantasy comes from. Which is the psychological term. It, it's it's psychoanalytic theory that says that it's a person having a fantasy of like being back in the womb and feeling like the warmth and safety of it. So, so they're basically just like retreating to their early memories. Yeah, yeah, the, to memories that they cannot recall directly but still in the subconscious because you were developing, you're creating memories while you're in the womb. Wait, shit. How, well, which trimester is 20 weeks? Cause now we've got to talk about abortion here. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've already, we've already dipped into feminism. We might as well hit abortion too. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Like should pants have pockets and should we kill the babies? <laughs> oh my god women have so much shit on their plates it's not okay okay so 37 Uh, weeks is full term so 20 weeks is about is right in the middle of the second trimester okay or a little before the middle of the second trimester 
when is it when is it that it's okay to do abortions uh, depends what state you're in um no but just like in average them i mean i'm sure there's some state that says you can abort like your 15 year old son if he gives you an attitude you know it's like what's the average <laughs> that's called tough love my friend <laughs> it's very tough but i don't know if it's love <laughs> that is the... like that's not love or or really baptist i don't know <laughs> yeah either way i'm sure i'm sure not all baptists murder their firstborn children i don't even know what a baptist is but they sound hardcore <laughs> john the baptist oh yeah yeah he baptized people he did he did didn't he get beheaded yes yeah i know my bible yeah so baptists tend to be a little more loony in general than yeah (laughs) not always not always like i I don't want to overgeneralize but they tend to be because like the whole thing is about immersion in faith so like the 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 rite of baptism is central whole thing vr headsets if yeah if it's a if you could have a christian second life yeah definitely like immersion can mean whatever you interpret it as so if your immersion is like making jesus shaped foods all day long like pancakes and sandwiches and like you just eat them all day, like that's oh shit are these the people with the jesus toast oh no i'm not sure i'm not sure i think that was one person i'm not sure oh okay i heard a lot about the jesus toast so i thought it was uh I thought it was like a frequent thing. I mean, the, yeah, the idea is to, to feel it and see it everywhere. So some people get really weird with it. Yeah, yeah they, sound, uh, they sound stable. Um, the, the abortion, when, when was it you said it was okay to do abortions, like on average? Basically, um, step by step. Average abortion week. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Googling average abortion on the podcast. This is what we've come to. This <laughs> um I don't know. Uh okay. Early medical abortion is defined as inducing nine completed before nine before or at nine completed weeks. Um nine completed weeks. That's early. Okay. I don't. So that was very early. Yeah. Because nine weeks. I mean, you could go nine weeks and not even know that you're pregnant. Like, if you're timing it with like the the periods, right? Like, you might think, oh well, I'm just a few weeks late. Well, at that at that point, you'd be like five weeks. You'd late. be kind of dumb, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you should know at that time. Um. I mean, I don't think that's an average, though. I think that's like that says early. You can get it. Yeah, I mean, it sounds early because I've heard. Like, can't you? Is it okay to do it after the second trimester? Okay. Um, Twelfth week of pregnancy. It can be hard to find a doctor or nurse who will give you an abortion after your twelfth week of pregnancy. And you can only get an abortion later than 24 weeks in rare cases for extreme medical reasons. This is yes. plan- This is planned parenthood. Well, I, 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 I'm so annoyed by the fact that they use trimesters and weeks differently. Like, <laughs> just, just, like, don't make me do math, guys. 
So the, do politics here. The twelfth week is <laughs> at the end of the first trimester. So you have the one, first. How trimester. many weeks is how many weeks is one trimester? It's three months, right? It, it's like about twelve weeks because it's okay. if pregnancy is thirty-seven weeks. You know, twelve times three is thirty-six. I, I just told you not to do math. Um, <laughs> actually, I told you not to make me do math. You did the math for me, but yeah, I had to listen I'm, to it, I'm, and I'm not I, okay with that. Um, <laughs> I okay. showed you my work. <laughs> yeah, don't, 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 <laughs> don't show your work. Just, just fucking give me some numbers. Hey, <laughs> they don't even have to be real. I'm not. This is moot. <laughs> make up the numbers if you have to. Just don't tell me the math. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be a CEO someday. Uh, <laughs> so what are we talking about again? It's trimesters. We were t- okay, so we were talking so about... One, how- one After one trimester, you can do the abortion still. Yeah. But after two trimesters, they are reticent to let you abort. Correct. This makes more sense now that I know they have memories at that point. Because yeah. if you have memories, you're kind of a person, aren't you? Yeah. And no. I don't, I think, I think one thing, since, since we're talking about abortion now, I think one thing that is often missed when, when discussing abortion is that the decision to abort is extremely painful in a lot of cases, like most cases. Of course it is. It's something growing inside of you and everyone is talking about how it's going to be a baby and you might be thinking about how it's going to be a baby. It's yeah. like that episode of uh, Desperate Housewives when uh, when that one woman who has twins, you know, she's got twins a second time, but then one of the twins is damaged by a fucking plane that crashes on their neighborhood. Yeah. And she's like going through this whole thing where she's thinking about the life of this crippled kid, how it will suck. And then she's thinking how we'll fight through all of this fucking shit, you know, like, and he'll graduate college and she'll be so proud and then she finds out he didn't even make it <laughs> yeah. you know like like i'm imagining like when you have to make that decision you're like the, just thinking about the hypothetical future of like the this person that you may or may not be creating right that was that was true in our case when when sarah told me she was pregnant our conversation about it was maybe five seconds long i was like so are you are you thinking about abortion she said no she's like does that bother you? I said, no. And then like, we, that was it. Like that was the whole conversation because we talked to, we, you know, we talked about it afterward, after that. Yeah. that I imagine if you had gone for the abortion, that conversation would have been a hell of a lot longer. Yeah. Cause there, all of a sudden it felt very real and she was, wasn't very far along four weeks or something when she told me four or five, I, I don't remember exactly. But it was it was early. Point is, and it was. I was hoping that she wasn't really thinking about. It. You know, I was thinking I'm not. You know, I didn't want to like talk her out of anything, but also I just wanted to see where her head was at. But, I mean, I knew I you knew wanted I, to. You wanted to have a kid. At that, yeah, at that point, because it's like this is already here. I don't know. It it was, and I, and I wish that. While I wish people who are like pro-choice would acknowledge the idea of murder, I also think that people who are uh, 
pro-lifers, I wish they would think about how challenging and horrible it is to have to choose to abort. Because usually that choice is not like, ha ha ha, now I'm going to go out and have tons of dreads. Thank God. Yeah. Like that's, that's kind of what's going through their head a lot of times, I think. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a little silly when people won't acknowledge the idea of murder, because I mean, if it's a person, it's a person, you know, it's like, uh, I don't really view babies as people, but I do recognize that they are people. You know what I mean? Like when you see a baby, you don't really think, oh, that's a guy. You're thinking that's like an animal that's going to turn into a guy someday. Exactly. You know, it's, uh, yeah, like you, you're not going to have a conversation with a baby. You might talk to a baby, but they're not going to contribute a lot. No. They... I'm sure there's parents out there yelling at me. Right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> My little Jamie says so much with his eyes. <laughs> the, first, <laughs> the first four to eight weeks, like they can't smile until week three after they're born. and They can't even smile. Like what kind of a person is that? Some kids can't. Like, some babies, I guess, can. Like, some babies are also born with hair, but both cases are rare. I've seen some teenagers who can't even smile. I've seen some teenagers who have already lost their hair. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that, too. It's a 19-year-old guy. It looked like he was 90, because it's like a tall ginger with the wispy little fucking hair around the crown of his head, you know? Yeah, we had a, we had a dude at college who he was, by the time he, I didn't meet him until he was like 21 or 22. But he had started losing his hair when he was 17, <laughs> which would oh, suck. Like, I felt bad for him, but he owned it. Like, he wore it, you know, he just went he for shaved it. his head. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's a cool guy. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being bald, but there's something wrong with clinging to scraps, you know, as Elaine would say. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't look good when people, like it's, like, it's like the people who can't grow a fucking beard and then they still refuse to shave. It just looks like their face is like a lollipop that someone dropped in pubes it just looks awful oh <laughs> yeah or comb overs comb overs oh for fuck's sake <laughs> just, just shave your heads you know try to be like lex luther don't try to be like donald trump he doesn't look good there's there's a guy that... and, and this is not no politics like i don't care if you support trump i don't care if you're a reasonable human being uh i care a little bit so that's fine yeah, I mean, I care a little bit too. I wasn't exactly being neutral there, but you know, <laughs> I'm still saying, politics aside, you gotta agree the guy doesn't look good. Even if you think he's like the fucking second coming, he doesn't look good. You wouldn't want to look at him on the cross. I mean, <laughs> Jeremy would, but you know, if you like the guy, he's still not a good look. I'm a pervert like that. I'm, <laughs> I'm into crucifixion and light BDSM. Oh yeah, that's not light BDSM, but okay. No, no, it's separate. Step. I would, I would, I would say it's quite heavy, actually. I like awkward, like swinging hammock things, and I like crucifixions. I just like what I like. Oh yeah, well, you know, to each his own. We need all kinds to fill the freeway. <laughs> but think about how creepy it is. Going back to the baby thing, think about how creepy it is to have weeks and weeks of memory of essentially being underwater and having a possible subconscious psychological attachment and preference for going back to that state, because that's like, do you think that would be more likely to happen if your life sucks? Like, do you think? I, uh, 
it would correlate that way because it would feel safer to regress. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I, I know for sure that that's like a tempting, tempting feeling, you know, like you ever played the video game that are alive, like the Tekken kind of game, like fighting game. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the, the old Xbox one, there was a map where you're fighting and you're smashing through different parts as you do in that are alive. Right. And then when you fall through a basement, there's a bunch of tubes with water filled. Like there's just like, like a cylinder with water on the wall right but there's many of them and then there's these people floating in them like in a a fetal position like these adults they're naked but they're floating in a a fetal position so you know it's like pg-13 you know yeah and they're just wearing like these um helmets that cover their whole head so you know probably so the artist didn't have to sculpt the head but (laughs) it's covering their whole head and has a tube that reaches up to the roof so they're breathing through it, right? They're alive, but they're floating in this tank of water. Yeah. To me, that looks like a fucking vacation. <laughs> like I think about those people in that game whenever I like I'm like fucking tired or something, and I'm standing in the shower, and the hot water is just covering me, and I'm just thinking like, "Fuck, I wish I had like one of those tubes to float in right now, and I'd be fucking sick." <laughs> have you ever you know, i think that maybe that's what the babies are like you know they're just thinking like fuck yeah this is a nice tube yeah and oh, then cool. when we're stressed we're like ah i want the tube i want to chill in the tube and that maybe that's the appeal of like flotation chambers too you know like the sensory deprivation things yeah the thing that joe rogan has in his house and we all should get yes. in our houses because you know we can afford it um that is literally the next thing I was going to ask you if, is if you'd ever been in one of those. I've never been, but it's so seriously on my list because it just seems like a whole thing. So yes. I, I was first made aware of them through The Simpsons <laughs> when like basically Lisa and Homer pick, goes into each one and they get high from sitting in them. I was thinking that's kind of cool. But then I've heard that like, it's like you're just like, yeah, you're just floating there you're listening to nothing you're feeling nothing and you're just thinking yeah and to me that sounds sounds pretty pretty tempting you know i I really really want to give it a go we have one in bergen like a place you can go and it's not super expensive either it's just you know i have other stuff to piss my money away on right now (laughs) there's there was a mall that had one in for a year and you could go and use it for like like 40 bucks or something and oh that's cool um yeah, it's it's filled with the it's like extra th- saturated salt water. It's got a ton of salt in it to help you stay buoyant and you just float. You know, on to the previous subject. Not, we are already kind of veered off memory here. Uh onto the previous subject about the abortion. Yeah. People who have abortions, how do you think how would you think they usually feel about it in the aftermath? Um, like the aftermath can be immediate or like years down the line. Either or. Always thought, on average, if you're taking people who are predominantly, you know, empathetic, not like psychopaths, you know, nobody, (laughs) um, nobody like abusing the system or whatever. I think the the vast majority of people that find themselves in a in the situation where they choose to get an abortion. I think it must feel a lot like what it feels like to watch 
like a grandparent dies slowly for a long period of time, like either with dementia or cancer or something where they're just, they're just not themselves anymore. You know, they're like in pain. I feel like it's, it's got that dual side to it. Right. Cause there's, there's probably some relief like, okay, it's over. I don't have to keep planning my life around this anymore. Like and I, it's done, like, I don't have to worry about it anymore. But at the same time, I'm sure there's a sense of loss because I know the two people I know that have gotten one have described a bunch of you know, that, that, a big sense of loss afterward. And do you think there's always a sense of loss? No, no. I think some people are sociopathic and just don't oh. care. I think that I don't think you have to be a sociopath though, either. I think that if your life is really, really, really fucked up and you find yourself pregnant and you know, you, you're, you're financially destitute, you're with an abusive person or you're raped or just like you, you just, you're, you're in some psycho situation that you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. I think, I, I think that there are situations where getting the abortion is like, you, it's second to survival. You know what I mean? And like, it, I think it's, no. I don't think it has to be like destitution either. There, I think there's a lot of reasons why maybe somebody might not feel something the next day, but I think that there are a lot of good reasons why someone wouldn't have gotten attached to the, to, you know, the fetus and wouldn't feel a sense of loss afterwards. I don't think you have to be a psychopath and I don't think you have to be in a horrible situation, but I, that's the first place my mind went to. And I tried to think of reasons why, but I think there are plenty of reasons why. And I don't think it's really anybody's business, how someone feels about it. Cause like one of my friends says they're asked all the time, like, how'd you feel about it? Like, You know, I didn't ask her that she, she offered that information to me, but it was, um, I think that's another part of it too, is that because it's a, like a political, a political decision, uh, it's been so politicized. I think that uh, people feel a need to involve themselves when maybe they shouldn't. Yeah, like people get all caught up in it because they feel like it's an important thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but it's not important for them. It's not their business. Oh. I'm glad you say you don't have to be a psycho because a couple of years ago I had a, an abortion. Like me and my g- girlfriend, you know? Mm-hmm. And to us, it wasn't such a difficult decision. Because neither of us wanted kids. Like, we already knew that going in, right? That was, like, the thing. And then we found out, oh, shit, right? And then I asked, like, so, what are you thinking? You know, and she was like, I'm thinking abortion. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I support that, you know? Yeah. And then we just went to, to the hospital. We got one of those uh and those those kind of like pill cures you have to be on for like a week, you know? Yeah. And she was feeling like shit during that, right? Like I I was I was cooking anyways because that was my thing, but you know, I had to take a little extra care of her. What were you cooking? <laughs> <laughs> Poison. No. <laughs> uh, no, but like yeah, yeah no <laughs> she took the medicine of her own volition uh, yeah yeah you know and I don't really think about that much 
I sometimes think about it, but not really with melancholy or regret or anything. I just think about, huh, that was a path I could have took, taken. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I talked to her about it, uh, not recently at all, but, you know, yeah, not, not even not even this year, but, you know, talked to her about it so for a little bit too. And she was just kind of like the same way, you know? Not yeah. really thinking about it. And, and you know? that's kind of like it's not really a thing that even happened, but it happened. Well, that's, 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 I think that's two other reasons that I didn't think of, which is one, which is that, that there's some cultural differences there, I think, that help make it feel less like it's everybody else's business. And, you know, I think too, I think education, when you're, you know, you're educated on the subject and just having maybe some education in general and respecting the medical aspect of the procedure. Mm-hmm. I think that helps with a certain amount of detachment too, because you view it more medically and it's less of an emotional, spiritual thing because you have specifics to weigh, right? Like you have. Yeah. So I, yeah, I like the, I, the, the whole, the worst thing about that whole thing was uh, uh, seeing her feel like, uh, like she felt sick from the pills, you know, cause they make you sick. Yeah. You no. Know? Uh, right. Yeah. That was the worst thing. The seeing that she was sick and having to like take care of her and make sure she was feeling better and stuff like that. And she was just knocked out. It was like she described it as like the worst period she's ever had, basically, and it lasted for like almost fucking two weeks. Oh Jesus! Oh, yeah. that's horrible. Yeah, she said that was it was an absolute like shit fest, but just physically. Yeah. You no. Know, emotionally, her biggest beef was that. Uh, uh, I would like I would be annoyingly slow <laughs> to help her out if I was playing a video game. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a fucking dirtbag boyfriend. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm, uh, I'm but she never smacked me for that. But I mean, she she's really fucking. She I I owe her a really good smack. Like she she she's got a freebie, you know. <laughs> here she is vomiting your child's remains and you're playing skyrim (laughs) yeah basically i was playing conan exiles at the time but basically uh i don't think you understand female anatomy if you think she's vomiting the child's remains well that's how my uterus works it goes right in my throat (laughs) yeah it's like it's like in like fucking like i don't know cartoon porn or something when the dick goes in one direction comes out the other <laughs> i just use the opposite pathway you know <laughs> i i sit on plates of food and then i vomit them up later yeah i learned about that in south park <laughs> uh, the surgeon general said it was uh, a way to avoid cold stomach cancers and all sorts of nice benefits i mean he also did say he based it on absolutely nothing so i don't know if i trust the guy here's here's an interesting thing i found some i found some facts about memory so i'm gonna read a few of them uh one and this one this one i knew caffeine doesn't increase your capacity or ability to retrieve memory to to, the the, its capacity your ability to store your ability to retrieve all it does is increase how alert you are so 
I've never or, heard I've never heard anyone say coffee helps them remember though. Yeah. Have you but, heard of that? No, but it has implications for studying and how much time people will burn, like spend burning the midnight oil instead of getting more sleep instead. Because sleep is the only thing that's gonna help you with your memory retention. Oh shit, yeah, yeah. Of course. If you don't sleep, it fucks with you everything in your head. Yeah. I like I wish I could go back to college and instead of like studying so much i just sleep more and structure my time better but you know sleeping has other other side effects too not sleeping rather yeah sleeping is a good idea yes yes um memory loss is typically not the result of aging it's unless you have like dementia or alzheimer's like diseases can obviously harm your memory but uh aging itself doesn't really do it nearly as much as not exercising your brain because it's a muscle so the more you work it and the more you read and the more you challenge yourself and do puzzles and stuff the more you stay mentally agile well i don't know if it helps all the time because my grandfather's starting to lose his memory uh he's getting more and more like uh yeah, like he's got some form of uh, dementia that's uh, starting to set in, right? Yeah. And he's like the smartest guy I've ever met, I think. He's like a scholar. He was traveling around like the fucking world, establishing TV and telephone lines and shit. Yeah. You know, like he, he was the guy in charge of uh, the TV and telephone network in Bangkok and Saudi Arabia. Cool. Yeah, and he's like... Uh, he speaks like a broken version of most of the languages he's been. He's traveled through Africa and everything, you know. That's crazy. And he knows all these systems and he's got, he's lived in all these cultures. Like my dad grew up in Thailand, you know. Yeah. Uh, but for all of the like amazing stuff he does, he's like his mind has never been idle. You know, like the second he retired, he started researching our genealogy records and like tracing us throughout like because the way you trace it if you don't like just use a website because the website you don't even know if that's true right, right. Uh, but if you trace it properly you have to go uh, and contact these churches and shit because uh, modern like genealogy records uh, like not yeah yeah if you haven't traced your own like they aren't going to trace every random person you know you have to go and find these churches where they used to keep records of who were born and who were married and etc 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 back in the old days yeah and some of those priests were lazy so they didn't keep perfect records some stuff burnt down or got damaged and so you always lose certain threads right but he was just fucking at it he had like this document the fucking size of like it's like a dictionary with just names that he just researched Tracing us all the way back to like year 800. That's crazy. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. And, and it's surprising that even using church records that he managed to go back that far unbroken. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like family lines, like branches on the tree that we will never know about because of this stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, thankfully, like some of our uh, ancestors... Uh, were like famous in Norway. Yeah. 
um, like Harald uh, Hårfagre, Harald Fairhair, the first king of Norway. Yeah, it's not as impressive as it sounds because Norway is a small country, and like I think one point five percent of the fucking country is like related to that guy because he <laughs> slept around. Um, but like it, it that that like those branches there to the famous people really helped with the with the tracing because those records were kept in like history records and public records too, not just the church records. And then when like their descendants became less famous and less important, he had to tra- trace them to their towns and their churches and stuff like that. Of course, it goes the other way around because you're tracing, you know, from yourself and up and not from, you can't, you can't pick a person in history and then hope you find it. You know? Yeah. But yeah, like he he was so active with everything. I'm saying he was as if he's fucking dead. Still is, but you can tell that he's like forgetting stuff. Yeah. Like um, last year during the pandemic, I shaved my head. Uh, looked like a fucking bandit from Fable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to cut my own hair. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to cut my own hair because you know the hairdressers weren't there, and I was like, "Well, no one's gonna look at me anyway." So I'm fucking stuck here in like the coronaville. You know, I wasn't sick, but everyone was stuck inside. Um, so I used the machine a little bit on one side, a little bit on the other side to try and like shorten it, but you know it's uneven. And then eventually you even it into a fucking mohawk, and you're like, "I can't walk around with a mohawk even alone." So you shave it all off. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, then when I met him, then like I was helping around the garden, like uh, with my grandma, because you know, sometimes you need to carry rocks and shit, and she's not gonna do that. Um, <laughs> so uh, she would, um, no, it's not she, uh, he, but yeah, do I have dementia? No, this is about memory. Um, I would meet him, right. Uh, yeah. and he'd give me like his hand and he'd present himself to me and it's like I look different so I get it right but I still said like you know hi you know, he knows my voice right he knows yeah. my face uh, but he didn't then he was like but he was really I don't know he was really dignified about it which I liked because what he went he went over to me he walks with his hands behind his back all the time, like a straight back kind of guy. Um, and he had one hand behind his back, gave me the other one, and was like, hi, Otovalla. You know, it's like, um, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I am struggling a little bit with my memory in my, late, in, in my old age. Uh, so if I don't recognize you on the street, uh, it's not because I'm rude. It's because of the memory, right? Yeah. He was like so dignified and self-aware about it. And it just made me proud of him. And it also made me feel really sad. Yeah. My, you know? my grandmother has, uh, she's, doctors are giving her less than six months at this point. And she, um, oh my God, so sorry. late stage dementia or Alzheimer's. Can't remember which one. Um, but she, uh, she remembers me. She remembers me almost every single time. Uh, but I've seen her interact with other people. 
I feel lucky in that sense because I when yeah. I call her, she's usually lucid. But even if she's not doesn't remember what we're talking about or she says she says the same story like four times in a row, she still knows she's talking to me, which is um I've been kind of like a, but watching her interact with some of my aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff, she uh, and she forgets me too. It, it's hard because she was she was like an avid reader and she very very smart person, and she instilled the idea of education as a major like the avenue toward a better life, not just in terms of career, but in terms of personal growth and and quality of life and all so that. she is the reason you're so smart uh I, I absolutely like anything i have it's it's due to her and her genes for sure um so anyway it's it's hard it's hard to watch the deterioration and i think it would have had to take it would have taken something like Alzheimer's to bring her down, like a disease, because she would have read till the end. Like she, all she did was read. Um, she knew all sorts of fascinating stuff and she still does. And she has a hard time like remembering what she did 30 seconds ago or what she's currently doing. It, but she will just know snippets of stuff from like some book she read a million years ago. It's not fun to watch uh especially knowing and when one of my aunts is caring for her so she's like she's it's her full-time job is just caring for my grandmother and it's 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 tough I don't know. i'm really sorry to hear this man uh, that's it's yeah i don't know let's thank you that's fine hmm. You know, at a certain point, it becomes one of those things. It's like, I think nobody wants her to pass. But when she does, I think it's going to be, there's going to be some mixed in with heavy existential grief. There's also going to be some relief, I think, that's like, you know, because everybody remembers her differently. Yeah. I think, I think that's common. Like when... Uh... When a sick elderly relative, uh, or just a sick relative in general, passes, um, I think there is there is there's a bitter sweetness to it because of the relief. Yeah, yeah, and you know they say smell is heavily linked to memory, and I've heard that. Um, and, and I do feel that like I just don't think I have a wide olfactory library like you know i don't have i don't have a lot of different things that i smell on a regular basis like i don't maybe there's just not a lot of variety to my life what? Anymore, you don't even have like a scratch and sniff bookshelf <laughs> it's like who are you i did but my I was, cat found it <laughs> i thought everyone had that so i was like what, what are you special or something <laughs> no i just uh you're better than me you think you're better than me? No, I'm kidding. I know you're better than me. Uh, no. Oh God, don't say no. We're we're not going to that. <laughs> no, uh, I don't want to have that discussion. That sounds like a terrible road to go down. Yeah. 
Uh, Notice how he didn't disagree, guys. Notice this. All right, fine. If you're going to be like this, then yes, I'm better. Ah, oh, see, I, I'm I just lost. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, what you, that's what you get for pushing it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I pushed it. I pushed it to the edge, you know, because uh, I'm an explorer. Uh, I feel Buzz Lightyear is my spirit animal, and Spelunker is his color. Go to infinity and beyond. <laughs> but uh, I think yeah. I'm going to drop the purple hood. <laughs> with with smell though, suggestive. I remember how my grandmother's house smelled because usually it's I smell something, right? There's like a like a real sharp snap on like a cold winter day. And you smell something like real intense. You're like, yes, that is this. And like it takes you back. But with my grandmother's house, I remember how her house smelled. And I associate that smell with like her. And when I visit my aunt's house, her smell is very different and it's a lot more like foreboding. And I don't know if it's a foreboding smell. It is a foreboding smell. I don't know if it's because my understanding of her, the point she's at in her life, like she's close, she's getting close. And I don't know if like that's, I'm taking that on or if that deterioration has a smell but well you know there's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff about smell because each person has a unique smell that changes throughout your life and like some animals even communicate with smell like ants and stuff you know mm-hmm. yeah so there's um i think there's a lot of interesting stuff to learn about smell yes and i don't know any of it i just i just feel it <laughs> this is this is my turn to say it's nothing that i have any knowledge about i just feel it and it feels scary and it's a smell that changed before she moved to my aunt's house was another thing that i think is important to like her house started smelling different that sounds like the start of a horror movie <laughs> the way you said that it was extremely foreboding <laughs> it's a foreboding smell it, it carries itself through the description <laughs> holy shit that's terrifying it is terrifying i i have i feel like i'm staring down and like slit. do you did you ever see uh game of thrones or read the books i did okay. i did not read the books but i did see the show when they imprison Tyrion up on the Eyrie and he's like standing on that shelf that just like plunges into the edge, like, yeah, that smell for me is like being up in that prison, except for the, the, the floor is more slanted. Like I'm actively sliding down. It's like the, the smell is very strong and it, it makes me, it's, it's, it's scary to me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just whatever. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. This is a very, very powerful topic. Just fucking difficult to know what to say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever see the movie Memento? I did. I did. I'm a big fan. I've seen it like three times. And I see most movies once tops. <laughs> Memento was really good. 
I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have anything to say about it. I'm just kind of fanboying it's, over it's it. It's just fantastic. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. We don't have anything to say about it, but if you're interested in memory and you like mind fucking movies, check out Memento. And Interrogate Amnesia. <laughs> I have not seen that. <laughs> no, Interrogate Amnesia is what the guy has in Memento. Oh, Oh, well, as you can tell, I am a fan. Uh, I know everything from the con. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything to say. I'm just a little embarrassed. I don't. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. I don't know why. Don't be embarrassed. I don't know why you're embarrassed. Oh, thank you. Let's, right, let's, let's, call it, uh, let's call it an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been Moot. Uh, please visit us on... Uh, the Moot subreddit or our Twitter, which probably just called Moot, the Moot podcast. At the Moot podcast. At the Moot podcast. Yeah, this I should have written this down, but this is about memory, uh, and uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're not visiting our Twitter. Fuck you. <laughs> Take care, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> that was that was a meandering one. <laughs> 